Hello, freaks, and welcome to Radical Research, episode 71. The language used by Paul Chain doesn't exist. It is purely phonetic. featuring the work of guitarist Paul Chain on this episode, uh, Italian guitarist. There's a lot to say about Paul. There's not a lot known about Paul other than his music, and I think that's just fine. It speaks volumes. For this episode, my intrepid co-host, Hunter Ginn, hello. Hello. Is with us and bringing us five of his choices. I have not previously known what he was going to bring to the table, and we've never really done this other than the that brief mystery snippet thing we did a while back. I guess we've done a couple of those 0.5s, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a full show on Paul. Um, we're just going to have fun, just like we're playing each other's songs in, uh, in one of our music rooms. And I'm really glad, Hunter, that you started off with uh, something from the album Alka Hest. Now, Alka Hest came out, what, 95? 95. 
1995. This was the first one that a lot of people heard for the first time. And I sure. think that's significant because a lot of us had heard the name Paul Chain, either associated with his first band, Death SS, who he was in from the late 70s until about 83 or 84. But it was his stuff was really hard to get a hold of. It was never part of any scene. Certainly he's lumped in with doom metal, but it wasn't like it was on on the surface uh, or in the zines or just, I don't know. It just seemed to bubble under the underground a little bit. Sure. Um, and Alcahes somehow got on a, a, a label called Godhead records, mm-hmm. which had really good distribution in the U S and this was my first time hearing him. And this remains my favorite Paul chain album to this day. It's just so solid. Uh, go ahead and introduce the song we just heard, and let's and let's talk a little bit about it and Alkahest. The song we heard was actually the album opener called "Roses of Winter," and I, I picked it because I was listening to Sabotage not long ago, and this song always reminds me of sort of an homage to Hole in the Sky. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, same cadence. And, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's so catchy. It sounds so good. I love his vocals. Um, oh, as, yeah. as you said, he, I mean, like uh, Shigeros or Magma, he sings in a language that doesn't exist. I, I don't, it's not even a language with, with him. I'm pretty sure it's just phonetics. It is phonetics. Um, um, there's there. Yeah. The, the, the thing that I read in the opening was literally a disclaimer that he had in most of his albums that featured lyrics uh, or featured vocals. Cause you know, he did some instrumental stuff. Um, then it doesn't, uh, yeah, then, it doesn't then it doesn't apply, but yeah, he'd always had this disclaimer in there that he, he was singing phonetics. It's funny because there are some things on, we'll, we'll pick out Alcahest since we're still there stuff like living today or three water, especially where it sounds like he's saying three water. He's not, it's, it's, he, he's not, apparently he doesn't know English very well at all. And he just developed this phonetic delivery that I think is gorgeous. I love it. And I think that he also had some other vocalists throughout his career. None of them were near as emotional or stirring as what Paul does himself. Sure. Well, and and two, it's appropriate that you should bring up other vocalists because he more or less splits the vocal duties on this album with Lee Dorian. And I I feel confident that that, along with the distribution that made his album available to U.S. listeners for the first time, that's one of the reasons that he um, gained some kind of visibility. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was a Metal Maniacs cover story with Cathedral. Hey, cover story. They're, whatever. Their picture was on the cover for uh, um, uh, Caravan. Um, no, Carnival um, Bazaar. Carnival Bazaar. Bazaar. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. The C's. The C's. Yeah, Carnival Bazaar. And, you know, there's a, a little anecdote about Paul Chain. And that was the probably the first time that I'd ever heard his name. I'd heard the name Death SS before, but there was no mention of Paul Chain. Sure. And I, I didn't really think much about it anyway. Um, yeah and it, you make a good point about lee dorian bringing a lot of visibility to paul and alkahest and um it couldn't have brought visibility to a, to a better paul chain album this is a, the, the perfect for anyone any listeners who are not familiar with his work this is probably the best place to start 
Oh, easily say. for sure. Yeah. You know, and it's fair to say that Cathedral were probably at their height of 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 all time at that point because they're sure. just coming coming off you know the classic first album, that whole Eerie Columbia thing that you know boosted Ethereal Mirror. They're touring with Merciful Fate in the states. I mean, their visibility mm-hmm. visibility is pretty high. And right. um, Carnival Bazaar then was coming out as the third album, and that that lands right about here with Alka Heston '95. Mm-hmm. Let's move on it, to your to your second snippet. I can't wait to hear what the hell this is going to be. Yeah, we were saying that Alkahest was the best place. Yeah. Yeah, this this uh, the album from which this song is called is one of the worst places to, uh, <laughs> that, that a, a a noob could begin. A chain noob. A chain chain noob. Chain noob like chain lube. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. When I say the chain link from Zoom, I, I thought, thought that was oh, I had to, uh, yeah, that I got a chuckle out of that. I didn't even try to pun. Anyway. That well, the such is the mysterious power of Paul Chang. <laughs> Let's go.
Okay. Wow. Um, I, I have to try to guess this. It, it sounds familiar to me. I think it's one that I might have used to have, maybe don't anymore. Um, okay. Is it signed from space? No. Is, is it is it the, is it the other one? It's Cosmic Wind. No. No. What what is? Yeah, you, you you definitely know this album. In fact, I'm pretty sure I bought it because of you. Um, so that was the an excerpt from the 20 minute plus opener from Whited Sepulchers. Ah, of course. Jesus Christ. I have Whited Sepulchers and I love it. Well, yeah, but I like, haven't listened okay, to it uh, forever. And uh, let's just say this in your defense. All anyone needs to do is consult the Oracle and type in Paul Chain to see how many albums this man has <laughs> released. I mean, <laughs> and, then, and then one has to visit me about 15 years ago and see how many albums <laughs> one had at one time that one no longer has as many of so i I have yeah i have six paul chain records which i thought was kind of impressive yeah it is not i mean i have um you had like 23 the first time i so i think i counted 23 the first time that was my absolute peak and you were probably counting maybe some seven inches i drug out um maybe i had i still have a few seven inches i have a lot of cds um but it's only about 13 right now because We'll get back to Whited Sepulchers for sure. So, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that, like, for me, getting rid of a lot of stuff was necessary because he, throughout his voluminous discography, he has a lot of improv type stuff. And a lot of that is instrumental. I have nothing against instrumental music, of course. And uh, we, we should know that you don't either. Um <laughs> considering the band you're in but no like things like violet art of improvisation um opera decima which is just Mm -hmm. difficult to get through i think that's a double go over master of all times like all this stuff i mean you know even the cosmic wind and and, um sign from space stuff which sounds a lot like what we just heard a lot of that sign from space and got rid of it same yeah and and a lot of the a lot of the other stuff i mentioned is very keyboard oriented and Mm -hmm. um it's just he's not as great of a writer or improviser maybe as he'd like to think uh he's best when he's doing either experimental metal or rock or certainly you know just uh, eclectic doom i guess but there you go i picked this because i think that it embodies everything that i love about the physicality and the, the kinetic energy of, you know, a, a great like seventies power trio. Oh, it's very seventies. I mean, it's yeah. We're, we're, it's like if blue cheer had actually stayed together into the seventies and right. You know, that's how probably how they'd sound. Uh, I like, really, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say, I like what it's sepulcher is the song. I like the album a lot. The song is 20 minutes long. What you just heard for me, the best part of that album is the rest, like all the stuff that comes later, because that really, that really expands the scope. It's not at all really like what we just heard. It's other types of songs. Great pick, but yeah, you want to say something about it. It, I've actually been, and we may have mentioned, and in fact, I'm sure we have mentioned Joe Carducci on the show. Hmm. He's an A&R guy and producer of SST Records. But I, I more importantly, wrote a controversial, but I, I think discursively vital book on the aesthetics of rock music called uh, Rock and the Pop Narcotic, yeah. which pretty much pits what he sees as you know, the uh, platonic ideal of rock, which is like this... 70s basically like zz top to or or sabbath to black flag to Soundgarden and caius 
Mm. And like that, the, you know, like guys in a room playing off of each other um, and the, that kind of energy that is, that results from that versus, you know, studio based musics, producer based musics, that sort of thing. Like Brian Eno is his devil. Um, and, <laughs> and, and this, and I've been thinking about that book a lot lately. And when we were picking snippets for this, I revisited this album and it just, I, I don't know if Carducci ever heard this, but I, I think he would be well pleased. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a special one for sure in the discography, probably of the more experimental Paul Chain stuff, uh, mm. probably a favorite of both of ours, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, plus it, it's a little less demanding than like a double album of, of keyboard, exactly. based, keyboard based improv, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean that this is really like, you know, the, the album that it's most demanding and I still think it's very pleasurable. For sure. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to your your third snippet.
right. A total Paul Chang classic. That's Solitude Man from Park of Reason, which came out in 2002. And oh, man, there's so much to yep. say. There's so much Prob- to say. Yeah, probably my favorite Paul Chain song, if 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 forced to choose. There's a lot to talk about there, but the thing that I love so much is that double track guitar. It's obviously mm-hmm. two, guitar, two guitar tracks and one of them, or maybe both, but one of them certainly seems to be willingly at odds melodically with the other in terms of the riff. Like it's mm-hmm. very oddball. It's very dissonant. He's sort of throwing it in as a kind of fracture almost rather. Yeah, rather, sure. Rather than something's consonant, rather than something that is sort of expected, you know, in the doom metal mold, you know, that kind of, you know, stereotypical thing that gets boring. Yeah, consonant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glorious. Uh, yeah. Well, not even that. More just like unex- it's unexpected, I guess. I, I, I thought you meant in contrast to what is expected out of a like a doom metal solo. It's something majestic. Oh, I'm and not talking about the it, solo. I'm talking about the rhythm track. Oh, the, oh, oh, I thought. OK, yeah. Yeah. yeah if no, you no, listen, no, it's very uneasy. Yeah. If you listen to yep. that, he is throwing in the second track. Uh, yep. uh, then the chords are just at odds with the the main chords of, of what the main song would be and what most doom metal other doom metal bands would do right they wouldn't they wouldn't complicate it or make it confusing with that second guitar track and i think that's somewhat the beauty and the madness of paul chain right there i think it's Mm -hmm. just the epitome and let's talk about the beautiful emotionality of the vocals oh absolutely though i will say this he's obviously saying i am solitude man at one point yep this is right that's that's not phonetic (laughs) That is not phonetic. This album does have that disclaimer as well, Parker of Reason. So, you know, he makes exceptions. But, yeah, his vocal performance on this is unimpeachable. It reminds me of, like, like the best spine-chilling kind of Scott Rieger's moments. Yeah, yeah. It's more beautiful than that. It's more mellifluous than Rieger's. But I get the same kind of response out of it that I do, you know, early, early Vitus. Dude, same. And I mean, you can't, yeah, I, you know how I feel about Riegers. Like he's possibly my favorite doom metal vocalist next to early Ozzy and, and maybe chain, you know, like I sure. love, I love these guys expressions. Yeah. That's a, that's a really great comparison. Park of reason is the last album I have by him in terms of chronology. I don't have mm-hmm. cosmic wind, which came out a year later, which was basically signed from space part two and a lot of improv along the lines of, the whited sepulchers title track right and then he fell off the face of the planet in a way i understand he's still recording music but he he basically stopped well he he, he actually since 2003 he's recording under the name paul cat c-a-t and there's a new band name that i've heard floated around called pc translate uh and then since 2012 apparently recording under his real name uh paulo katina katena i would i don't have any idea how to say that uh but yeah he he, paul chain is a is a pseudonym i suppose but yeah he just doesn't kind of disappeared no idea why there's not a lot known about him is there no no even i mean even in the transparency of the internet age there is precious he's kind of like mr doctor in that way he is he is right right try finding an interview yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd love to see one. 
Um, but but it, by the same time, like I kind of enjoyed the fact that I don't know anything about him. Absolutely. And it, it uh, makes his, it makes the music that much more mysterious. Oh, absolutely. Mystique. Mystique uh, counts for a lot, for sure. Man, great pick so far. Really making me re-love this guy for the hundredth time. Let, let's see if you can keep it up, Hunter. Pressure's on. <laughs> Anything to say about this without giving it away before we go in? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that this is another mutual favorite. chain in the highest right there um, <laughs> yeah another really convincing argument for alkahest yeah that's sandglass from the great alkahest album people may have noticed that there is a bit of english in there i suspect from 
some poem either of Paul Chain's devising or someone else near him or mm-hmm. maybe, maybe from the outside, but it, its lyrics are, uh, and now my glass has run divided by the sun mm-hmm. in duality. I'm one to live in forever dawn. And that's it. The only other English we hear on that album would be the stuff that Lee Dorian sings. Right. Great pick. Thank you, sir. It's um, kind of picked itself. <laughs> did it. <laughs> it did. Well, let's move on to my fifth and final. Mm. This is a, a different one. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different side of the chain. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm, I'm anxious. That, that'll be fun. Let's go. way of changes off of park of reason wow yeah wow that reminds me of some of the earlier stuff when he would kind of start getting there with just not so much amp maybe ambient but just droning i think it's beautiful psychedelic music yeah 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 well there you go it is it is yeah he he definitely has one foot in psychedelia i'd say yeah Um, And, and when he does it well it's 
incredibly powerful. It's just that, as you say, he's his strength is not in improvisation. Right. One of the things I like about Park of Reason so much is maybe a little more so than Alkahest. It's at least the most well-rounded chain where you get kind of all aspects of what he had done prior. Right. Right. You get something like ways of changes. There's really nothing like that on Alkahest. Right. That's more of a straight ahead. uh, Ethereal heavy rock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this one has a lot of different uh, directions. It's it's a long album made more so by the end we have to talk about that last track on that so that album that's um it's two songs in one it's 30 minutes total in your left channel you'll have a song called logical slow evolution and in your right channel you'll have a song called in time and you can listen to them separately or you can listen to them together it's a little bit like that vigenti tray and that other oh yeah sure uh, yeah thousand days by tool yep where you sort of are supposed to kind of combine two different tracks it's kind of cool the way it's done as well. I thought about presenting all of that, but I think that might be, that might be, that might be for another time, but it'd be fun to listen to the that left channel, the right channel, and then the yep. combined channel. Maybe I'll follow this up with a 0.5. We can kind of give people that. But anyway, another, another great choice, man. Um, you ended on an eclectic note. Uh, the other Thanks. thing I think we should say about Park of Reason is um, it does include a St. Vitus cover in Let the End mm-hmm. Begin. So definitely some love there for the great Vitus. Okay. Shall we move to mine? Let's. It's brutally heavy. Can I wager a guess? Yeah, of course. Is it off of Life and Death? No, Park of Reason. Damn. 
shit. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we love Park of Reason around here because yeah. that's uh, that's a section of any pound off Park of Reason. Actually. Oh, comes prior in the album to ways of changes the one we just played so we're uh, we're kind of on a similar wavelength there yeah. um it, it's uh the reason i played that one is it's maybe not the most outstanding song by him but i i that's an example of how his guitar tone yeah. can sometimes really resemble uh the most crucial just crushing of buzz's guitar zones on totally absolutely yep you know absolutely. who you know that's a band that there's a toe there in sabbathy doom metal and i think that ascension of any pound shows off that tone amazing yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed that i can't believe that i picked two things off that album and failed to identify that but well hey you know i mean we, we paul chain man as anyone who's listened to our, the previous 70 episodes they understand that we ingest a lot of music <laughs> <laughs> so you know fair yeah let's move on um this is another album we we apparently like a ton and <laughs> I, I think you'll recognize this one within the silence of a dream my love she rides upon Mother of muted by the 
without water from Alcahest. Dude, one of the most beautiful... Is it just me or like when we do this podcast, do you love music even more than you did like before we started talking? I always do. Every time that we get done, I want to listen to music more than I did even before. (laughs) Yeah, oftentimes oftentimes it'll spark interest in the artist or artists we're talking about or just more of the general love. Uh, yep. which, you know, I don't think that'll ever die in us, but certainly, oh, it, it, certainly it, it gets a re-sparked uh, by a lot of things. And yeah, this is one of them, certainly. And that's a song that will probably do it for us because it is so, there's so much gr- beautiful gravity to mm. it. And I, Lee's performance on that is <sighs> exceptional. And here's the thing about Lee, and you and I are both cathedral fans. Neither one of us are, ex- are completists. I used to be, there's Mm-mm. just no reason anymore. But certainly those first three and the EPs they put out early on. We love Lee because we're Cathedral fans. But I think we can also say that he has trouble with uh, pitch sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> he, he is what, uh, what uh, Randy from American Idol would have described as pitchy. I've never watched an, uh, a single second of that show, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you shouldn't. <laughs> pitchy. But I, Does pitchy mean just kind of all over the place? Yes. Yeah, boy, I've, yeah. I've been to some minor league baseball games where like whoever is <laughs> Man, that guy's pitchy, whoever's singing the national anthem is like, <laughs> wow, they're they're just just all over the place with the pitch. They just don't, you know, well, any... they you know, people have this tendency to oversing the national anthem. Sure. They sing it like, yeah. you know, with that melismatic, you know, R&B style. And it's, you know, that's a difficult song melodically. It is. But but still, I'm just like, yeah, that's that's usually when I hear pitchiness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like truthiness, only different. So anyway, yeah, uh, the thing about Lee, though, sometimes he finds it, sometimes he just doesn't. And it's a weird thing with Lee, but Lake Without Water, man, I'm saying yeah. all this just to say, I think he's just gorgeous on this i have no unbelievable problem, no problem with him whatsoever on it unbelievable it must have been interesting for him to meet paul i don't know paul must have some degree of english knowledge maybe maybe he's completely fluent he's just hiding it from us but it must have been interesting for him to do that stuff because he was a huge fan of death ss and oh paul yeah Chang going yeah. into it his favorite album i've read is life and death okay which we may or may not get to <laughs> how do you feel about death ss what I've heard, I've never owned any Death S. Death SS. I've mostly been unimpressed. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, on the hype of of them and Paul Chain. I think, and I think shortly after I got Alcahest in '95, and I was at Relapse at the time. Um, we got in a four seven inch, like kind of. It wasn't a box. It was actually in a cloth bag, and I bought that. And I had really high hopes, and I could just never get into it. And at some point, I sold yeah. it on eBay for not a ridiculous amount, but I think if I could, enough. Uh, if I still had it now, I could do it, but this was 20 years ago when I sold it, but I'm glad that Paul chain left death SS and, and went somewhere else. So, or is it death? Is it death? I don't, I don't know. Open, open, you know, open to interpretation. That's her all things in the world of Paul chain. Here's a, here's one that's open to interpretation. Let's see. Uh, let's see what you got for this one. This is uh this okay. is, I will warn you, we're, we're going into some different territory here. Okay, cool. 
that's from whited sepulchers and a song called traffic i want to say look we've played eight one two three four we played <laughs> we played eight songs for each other and they're all from three albums so far <laughs> so right. the ra- radical research loves alkahest park of reason and whited sepulchers so <laughs> yeah that's that, a special special piece of music yeah i really like it um yeah just, just texturally, aesthetically, it just has something really unusual and and compelling. Yeah. And what an interesting album, man! It's that that's we've played two fifths of um, Whited Sepulchers, and the other three songs are equally different than the other, but unified as well. It's um such a it's such a cool little album, his white album, if you will. But yeah, traffic. There you go. We're going to move on. Uh, this will give you a little clue, Hunter. I, and I don't even know if you're that familiar with this one, uh, this album or song, but I'll find out. This will not be from Alkahest, Whited, or A Reason. So um, <laughs> that's all I'll tell you. I will also say that this is a complete and utter top tier favorite of mine from Mr. Chain. Damn. Okay. All will be revealed. <laughs>
without caring whether you know that or not, just impressions of the song first. Very different. Uh, it's got that pulsing synth in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one thing I've kind of noticed about some of the stuff as we've listened is that I, I believe that Paul Chain might be a fan of some of the esoteric rock music coming out of Germany in the 70s, too. Oh, the, yeah. the repetition and you know the, yeah. the textures yeah uh, I, I i do not know the song it's a song called war from his first album in the darkness from 1986 okay. uh, i don't know that album yeah it, this is the first full length he put out it was when he was going by Paul Chain Violet Theater. Really no difference. Just so people know, they're going to come up if they search Paul Chain, they're going to come across Violet Theater as well. This was just sort of the first name of his solo excursion after Death SS. He just dropped the uh, the Violet Theater thing after a time, after a few albums, a couple albums, and just went with Paul Chain. It's all the same. I mean, uh, you know, some of the same people that were in Violet Theater would end up going on to play in like King of the Dream and Ash and stuff like that. But yeah, War is very special. It also, you're very right in naming some of that esoteric German stuff from the 70s. I hear a little bit of that just sort of hazy post-punk late 80s. <laughs> sorry, sorry, late 70s, early 80s type stuff. Not quite getting into 4AD maybe, but certainly... You know, I think of like early modern English. I think of Mesh and Lace with that a little bit. Oh, man. I mean, Mesh and Lace is like half. Well, it's on 4AD, but it's like half in that world and then half in Hawkwind. Right. Well, there you go. Yeah. And there's a lot of Hawkwind and Paul Chain. We certainly yep. uh, that's another yep. name that comes up pretty often. But yeah, it has that has that kind of unsettling vibe to it that some of that material has. I really love that. Um you call it a synth. I, I guess it must be, but it's it's like that. It, you know, it old, could be a, it could be an effects pedal. For those I, that are as old as you and I, certainly as old as me, they remember the the dial tone or the the busy signal. I should say. Oh um, yeah, right. What that sounds like is when you used to take a phone off the hook and it would just you know it would just kind of like d- disrupt the signal and just din 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 din, and that's what is in war, and it's it's such an easy melody. It's such a simple melody in war. But to me, it's just it, it's just a, a one of those songs that like shows you how effective and moving simplicity can be because sure. with, through all the haze or, or you know sort, sort of um, uh, distress of the the vibe of the song because I find it to be a very dark and brooding kind of song. Very um, much so. Through that, you're it, it you know through all of that, it's kind of a very simple arrangement, and I think that it's very effective in its four notes and it's certainly paul chain's voice his modulations of it very simple and and subtle but they work man i just really love that song it's not yeah, thank to, you I'm, yeah it, it, that album came out in 1986 and it, that song is not typical of in the darkness but i had to play it so let's get to I'm my f- glad that you did oh yeah glad to turn you on this is um well this is another mystery
Damn. Man, there was one section in there in the middle that reminded me of something that maybe uh, maybe life from Candlemas mm. was listening to it when he was writing from the 13th Sun. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You, and you know, what's funny about 13th Sun. And then what we just heard is that even though they weren't recorded in the 70s, they carry that vibe without being kind of this empty gesture type 70s thing. Oh, yeah. Which sure. we hear a lot of lately in the last 20 years. Um, mm. But they, they have a very genuine essence of the 70s without trying too right. hard, I guess, is what I'm right. saying. That was uh, also from In the Darkness, 1986. Um, okay. Yeah. Man, titled- I, need, I need it. You do. You do. It's 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 a must have Paul Chain. It's uh, that was a song called In the Darkness. And there you go. And I think you also hear Paul being a little more aggressive vocally um, in that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. What's funny about this, these 10 songs now that we've picked for each other is none of them feature some of the other vocalists because he had uh, a guy named Sanctus Gorham who did some vocals throughout mm-hmm. the years. There was another guy called uh, Gilas, G-I-L-A-S, who did a few things, not much, but a few. He's actually on the final track on Whited Sepulchres. His real name is Sante Scardavi. But especially in the case of Sanctus Gorham, I think Sanctus Gorham's vocals are actually kind of terrible. I don't love some of that stuff that he sings on in the earlier days, but um, I guess it's just why I picked all the Paul Chain vocal stuff. Sure. Um, and uh, I, as we've said, he's our favorite Paul Chain vocalist. Special Paul Chain. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is just an overview of Chain. Uh, I urge anybody to delve in. It's I hope it's been compelling for some of you. You know, Hunter, I told you I was going to pick some alternates. I'd like to just play a couple as we go out. Be, I, we had the alternates just in case we you know overlapped on our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, but two of these, I, I think I want to just play for people just to give a little more sense of just to kind of represent a couple more albums by chain, which we didn't hear Um, life and death being one of them and the great album. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Really eclectic album too. Um, And I think, I think it came out six years before Alcahest, but I sort of consider it just the precursor to Alcahest simply because it was kind of the last metal one um, that he put out for a while. Uh, And then he went on to, you know, do some, kind of weirder things like uh whited sepulchers and opera decima and violent art of improvisation but yeah life and death is is eclectic uh, more so than much of the doom metal stuff that you heard this time and then um i wanted to play a song called 17 day from the 1984 ep detaching from satan so yeah this is uh this is ancient caravan from life and death from 1989 and 17 day from detaching from satan 1984 
And there it is, Paul Chain, Italy's finest, or one of Italy's finest, certainly <laughs> one of Italy's most eclectic. Next time, uh, episode 72, we are going to kind of do the same thing, same format. We're going to surprise each other with our favorite or most notable moments, perhaps, from Masters Hammers catalog. We are Indeed. we are big fans. Hunter, the one non-surprise we're going to have, uh, I'm just going to ask you right now, please include at least one of your five picks from, is it Slaggery? Mm-hmm. Because I don't have that one. I don't have it digitally. I kind of wish I did, but I don't. You're a brave man to have it. And uh, I remember <laughs> we actually listened to it uh, a year ago together. We hung out last time we hung out. Uh, didn't get God, it's, whole- been, it's been that long, huh? Yeah, that's a, that's a shame. Yeah, no, we, you, you would have to be, um, yeah, uh, strong of, of both of, of spirit and stomach to make it all the way through slag, <laughs> especially the Chuck but, Berry cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it's one of those albums, it, it, it has this perverse kind of magnetism, and I, I've owned it for. I mean, God, I don't know the better part of 20 years or so. And yeah. I have threatened to purge it many times. Can't happen. Nah. It, it's it's almost, the, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. It, and, what, and we'll talk about this more in the next this episode, but it, it kind of represents the, the nuttiness uh, of Master's Hammer because they, they can get pretty left field sometimes. And I think that one is just an encapsulation of that completely. They just went completely off the edge. Yeah, at least pick one of those. You know, the rest will be a surprise. We'll, we might dig into the demos. We might dig into the later stuff and everything in between. So join us then. And uh, hopefully it won't be such a long wait. Thanks, for everybody, for uh, hanging in there with us. And uh, sure. th- thanks, Hunter. I mean, it's been, thank you. It's been a genuine pleasure to be here.